Hey, it's Alicia, and this is the podcast version of Daily Musings, coming to you from my basement late at night because I've had a long and wonderful day with my child, with it being the Easter week. Uh, we have a vacation for a week here uh, in the Canadian prairies. I was thinking about waking up, and I don't know how it is for you, but for me, it seems like my life has been marked by a small smattering of wake-ups some more than others. The very first time that I remember waking up to my own life, waking up in my own body, waking up in myself, being aware and conscious and alive was when I had just turned 18 years old. Travel tends to wake us up, or at least it can be one of those inciting incidences that get us out of our everyday, normal, mundane reality and way of thinking and into something completely new, which can trigger us to be much more alert and alive, which happened to be the case for me at that very tumultuous age. I had traveled to Toronto, very large city compared to where I was living, and it was the first time I'd ever been there. It was a solo trip. I flew there and back by myself, and I had an uncle who allowed me to stay with him, and that was a lot of fun, but he was also a regular adult with a regular job, so I spent a good day, uh, several days basically just by myself, wandering the city, and on one of these days, it was the evening and I remember it had been raining. I was walking down Young Street, it must have been. I don't remember specifically, but my memory of the bustle and the busyness, the lights and the color and the people everywhere and the reflecting water on the black road, basically sidewalks. Something happened to me in that moment as I was walking down the street by myself, throngs of people all around me in the evening. Warm still for October, but a little bit of a cool chill in the air. And I, I had the feeling of waking up. All of a sudden the colors were brighter and I noticed things more. And I had this idea of, of who I was, who I really was. Not that you can ever really know that, but I had the sense that my life prior to that moment was more dreamlike, as though I had woken up from a dream in that very moment. Things happened. I did things, I explored things, I even might have had moments of of being myself, whatever that means, but in this specific moment, all the lights came on, and the colors with them, and I was very much alive, and I was very much in my own body, and in possession of my own mind. And of course, after a wake-up experience like that, you can fall back asleep in your own life. And then you wake up again and remember, oh yes, this is what I'm here for. This is, I'm alive. I am, I am, this, this matters. This is important. I am alive. And then you fall asleep again. And so the cycle continues. But I noticed that there are certain points in my life, like this first one, that act as a clear dividing line between the past and the future. So this October 2004, 18-year-old version of myself It was like the version before that was a dream. And then the version after that, my life entirely changed and um, went in a a much weirder, stranger direction. So I've been thinking about wake-ups and I've been thinking about how we have this experience every day, right? You go to sleep, you go to bed, you wake up in the morning and you're you again, you're out of the dream world. But it's very interesting when those experiences happen in real life 
where, you know, you wake up in the middle of a, like, like a, like a city street or something like that. When you're already conscious, you're already going through the motions, but it's that same light switch going on feeling that is really potent and interesting. And I'm sitting here with a notebook that I dug up. This is a notebook that, well, you can't see it. <laughs> this is the difference between doing a podcast and a video, but it's a notebook that my band created together when we were recording our first album. So this would have been back in 2012 when our band basically broke up, but recorded. And it's a amalgamation of doodles and lots of cursing, lots of random notes and words from not just me, but from all of the various people who collaborated on that album, including my bandmates, including the recording engineer and good friends who were along for the ride as well. I found this entry. It's basically written on an entire sheet of paper with no, no formatting. There's no um, breaks or paragraphs or anything. It's just a, like a wall of text. So it caught my attention because it's visually interesting in that it's chaos, but the idea of waking up was something that I captured in this moment on this page. And I wanted to read it to you if I can, this might be a little bit of a challenge to read with no paragraph spacing, but it reminded me that there have been many moments in my life, not so many, I suppose, that I've really had this clear feeling of waking up. And somehow this seems to be linked with music. So when I was 18 and I woke up for the first time in Toronto, I wrote a song about it. I woke up in the city chase the how did it go chase the fire from my fantasies i saw the light for what it was contrast to the dark in me outside was a downpour the puddles were lining the street something like that not very good lyrics it was just you know 18 year old lyrics but it it ended up being around that time that i joined a band my very first band and i'd been songwriting for years so that was pretty important and then i'm describing this wake up as i recorded my first album and I went through another similar wake up last year when I recorded my second album. And I didn't really remember this, this uh, little bit of strange history. I'm not about to um, <laughs> say that this is going to be some kind of um, masterpiece of writing. It's certainly not, but it's just something that felt prescient today to share. So here I go. I want to tell you a little bit more about Alicia. One and Alicia two. I'll probably be the only one getting this personal, but so be it. Oh, and edit to add that um, there are curses. <laughs> I try not to curse in these episodes. I try to keep it clean. So I'm just going to substitute words. Um, like I'll use the word crap or something like that. Anyway, it's going to inevitably be part of the album. So I might as well be honest. And it makes me wonder who I will be at the end of this album, because me, number one, is in space, a balloon, a satellite, and number two is grounded and tethered, all hip with the planning and organization and is oh so very level, not like the float away number one at all. And if you could know that number one is my past how I used to be. I used to listen to music in my bedroom until sunrise, smoke through the sunset like it meant everything. And I became a sunny day like I was made of it. Drinking coffee in the company of my notebook, singing songs when no one was around, and those railroad tracks. Just edit to add <laughs> sentimental railroad tracks behind my house, my childhood home. I had it all, and I had nothing at all. And so much wanting. If I could find a way to describe it, I was a fever, insatiable. But it changed. 
I don't know when, but there was a slow corruption like an ink spill on the edges of a well-loved paper. It crept in so slowly that I didn't even notice until I was practically saturated with that dark. Kind of like the frog and boiling water thing. Poor frog. <laughs> uh, that was the first curse. I got scared. Fear is a funny thing. It reprograms you. I started thinking, I don't want to be like that. An artist has no worth devaluing and music wasn't worth it. And I was never that good at singing anyway. And let's be realistic people. So realistic Alicia number two. I don't want to claim ultimate sanity or anything, but she's more together. She's not flying apart. She has a job, desires, a stable relationship, um, and a pretty wholesome way about her. Tea, not coffee. Clean air, self-aware, not too emotional. This is where I say fitter, happier, like the robot voice from OK Computer. But it's all so scary, this business of life and death, though I'm not sure which one is scariest. And so maybe there's this room you're living in, and it's really nice. It's really safe, familiar, and maybe there's no windows, so it's all guesswork as to what's outside. Probably vast and dark and unsafe, right? So better stay inside. But what if you looked outside and saw a big tornado on a furious path of destruction plowing right toward you? Maybe it's not so safe after all. Maybe uncertainty is scarier, but dying is a little... Oh, wait, I'm following... <laughs> <laughs> it's not so easy to follow my lines right now. Maybe uncertainty is scarier, but dying is a little wisp of smoke, a little shadow of yourself. Maybe that's worse. But outside, I feel more like her again. I feel more like number one. I feel the breeze in my hair and it's a part of me. Flesh boundaries be darned. And I want to feel a little unsafe. I want to be surprised. I want to mess this clean life up. And my heart is still beating. It's in there somewhere. And it's the weirdest times listening to Polish politics, watching a man walk his dog, and it bubbles up to the surface. And it's just this pulse, this holy crap, I'm alive. This is why it's hard, this back and forth. This is why I feel like I finally come full circle and rediscovered this fire, this fever, and then to push it back down when the clock strikes 12. Who am I? So I'll just end this to say, um, sort of captures the, um, maybe this is a common thing with people who are in their mid-20s, but this sort of settling status quo that that settles in at some point in your 20s, I feel like it's fairly common because, you know, maybe as teenagers, we're, we're more dreamers and we want to, you know, we just imagine this epic life for ourselves. But then, we hit our mid-20s and life is actually starting to settle into some patterns. That's when people are done school and in jobs. This is when your friend group seems a little more set. Your path in life seems a little bit more obvious. And this was the the dissatisfaction with that I was this the dissatisfaction that I was experiencing around this time that was one of the reasons I decided to randomly go to culinary school afterwards. But I digress. I just wanted to share this little bit and reflect on the nature of waking up as much as I want to be awake for my life, as much of it as I possibly can be. I expect that there will probably be times where I walk through this world in busyness, in a dreamlike state, where I'm doing all of the things that need doing when one is, you know, has a kid and has a business and all of that. But I hope that I'll remember to be a awake and aware of my own life before it's gone. <laughs>